Welcome to Model Secrets. I'm Kim Alley, former model agent and now independent scout with over 30 years of experience in the business. I'm Katya. I have been modeling on the East Coast for several years and build a great community on social media. In our podcast, you will get an insider's look into the modeling world shared by models, photographers, agents, scouts, and other industry professionals. We hope you will have fun learning about the modeling industry with us. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to Model Secrets. We're so happy that you could make it with us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Sure, sure. So um, tell me how you pronounce your name. I don't want to mess it up. Um, it's it's Tiara. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I was like, oh my God, I don't want to sound like a fool and say it wrong. No, you're like one of the few people that would have said it right the first time. A lot of people say like Tara or Tiara for some reason. And I'm just like, it's Tiara, guys. <laughs> I would say Tara because I mean, I'm not from here. <laughs> Oh, no, that's not true. Actually, you pronounce things better than I do. <laughs> so so welcome. I'm so happy that you're here. So I, I, I know, I have to tell you, I know nothing about you, so it's great. So I get to ask all these questions to you. Um, so tell me, first of all, where do you live? Um, I live between New York City and where I'm from, Michigan. Oh, are you in Michigan right now? Yes, that's oh, where good. I am right now. I have one of my models is in Michigan. Really? Yeah. And she goes back and forth from New York to Michigan because that's where she is. <laughs> oh, nice. Right yeah. 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 So, do, so do you live in New York most of the time besides what happened in COVID? Um, yeah, I was living there for about two years. And before then I was pretty much based in London. So that's where I spent most of my time. Even though I'm American, it's kind of backwards. I started there, if it makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to ask you where you started. So you started in London with who? Um, with Storm. Oh, Storm. Oh, wow. That's a great agency. Yeah, I started um, with Storm. I've been modeling for about nine years now. Oh, wow. Great. So, um, yeah, I recently, I've, I would say I'm pretty much... Overall, I've been very like low key <laughs> throughout my career, and I like even like with social media and everything. I just really started um, diving into it last year and breaking out of my shell and just sharing a bit more of like my experiences and things like that. So, um, outside of that, I just was pretty much just you know doing my job and just staying to myself. So what are some of the agencies that you're with? So for sure, um, Storm in London. Yes, uh, Storm Models, Select Paris. Um, I'm represented with my mother agency right now in New York, which is Scorpion. I just recently um, left Wilhelmina in New York. I was with them as well. P.S. A lot of people have. Okay, I just wanted, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Yeah, I was actually with um, Wilhelmina for, for quite some time, but things changed and, you know, I decided to go in a different direction. Right. And it's like a lot of times the um, agents change. So it's like if you're best friends with one of the agents, then, you know, of course, you're going to kind of go with wherever your agent goes a lot of the time, don't you think? Yeah, I think that's pretty much the safest bet. And um 
my my mother agent, his name is Shamir Khan, and he started an agency called Scorpion. And he's always been pretty good at, I would say, placing me and knowing what to do with me because some issues I've had with my agencies in the past would be like, they wouldn't know if they should put me for commercial. They don't know if they want to push me for fashion. And I pretty much do it all. So, you know, it's just best to, to be where you're most comfortable. It's the easiest. Oh, definitely. And that's great advice. You know, I, I was going to say it's, you know, it's funny because you, I, I just got off uh, a Zoom call because that's what we do now <laughs> with a girl who was interviewing with an agency. And that's exactly like one of her questions was, so where do you see me? And they said pretty much, well, it's wherever the client sees you. <laughs> so if a client sees you more commercial, then that's where you'll be if they see you because she's a little edgy. So and if, if a client sees you on the edgy side, then that's, you know, we're going to book you for that too, wherever, you know, the client wants to see you as right. Yes, definitely. And I think it's so important to, you know, have an agent that can understand where you belong as well. Because sometimes when you're signing with signing with big agencies and I've been with um, a few um, top agencies, even before Wilhelmina, I was with one management and um, it's very important because there are some models that are great for just one thing. And then there are some that can be flexible and kind of go in between a little bit of everything. And I found, especially when I, um, first started and just throughout my career I was always really obsessed with like beauty like I loved beauty jobs and a lot of big opportunities and a lot of the biggest jobs I've ever done was always centered around beauty and I always had like someone telling me like you have to do runway you have to do runway you have to do this and I was just like oh you know I don't know if this is really my my thing I just kind of felt like it was being forced on me and I did do Paris Fashion Week and I did some good shows like Vivian Westwood and some other ones, but I honestly just felt so out of place. I was like, this is not for me. And I was pretty much doing fine with booking campaigns and, you know, covers of magazines and things without the shows. And for some reason, it's just, I just kept trying to be pushed into a mold that I, that I felt I really wasn't about. So I just feel a lot more, you know, comfortable being able to just do what works for me, you know. Exactly. I actually really like that you mentioned that because I know quite a few models that never do fashion week. And during the fashion week, they actually booking so many jobs. They're doing so many commercial jobs and they're happy with that. So you necessarily have to do runway to be successful, right? Yes. No, I agree with you 100%. I, um, I've actually, now that I started TikTok, I didn't expect <laughs> to, to get as much attention that I'm getting on there. I'm just like, wow, I have to kind of keep up with this now. But I have a lot of um, messages from girls and they're always just like, oh, you know, how do I do this? Like, I'm, I don't think I can do runway. I don't think I can do runway or, you know, my body and all these questions and stuff. And it's just so amazing that I feel like there's been this, this agenda pushed within the fashion industry that you have to be successful at runway to have a modeling career. And maybe it helps for being known, I guess. But um, 
you can be known without doing runway and you can be very successful. Like everything that I've gotten, whether it was, you know, a Harper's Bazaar UK cover or, you know, um, Evening Standard covers in London and stylists and global beauty campaigns and all this stuff. I got all of this without being an exclusive in a runway show and without doing like 20 shows in Milan and, you know, Paris and all this. It's definitely a career. You can have a career without runway and to speak on what you said about how there's a lot of jobs when fashion week is going on I've gotten a lot of huge (laughs) opportunities actually because I wasn't focused on fashion week because they're shooting these huge money campaigns like thousands of dollars and so many models are stressed like running around going to fashion week castings and I'm going to like my request castings and booking campaigns so you know, it's all about what you really see for yourself and your vision for yourself. Like you should never feel like you have to fit inside a specific box or that there's only one way to find, you know, success within this industry, I feel. And I have to say, whenever I did any fashion shows, I was so nervous I could barely walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they're very nerve wracking. And like, Yeah. And I don't know, like maybe I just got really used to just like jobs where you just show up on set and stuff. But like a lot of the shows I did, like my shoes are too small or just like, and I was just uncomfortable and I'm just like, oh my God, like I can't do this. (laughs) But, you know, it was definitely fun experiences and, you know, the girls that do all the shows, like it's, it's amazing. I think you should just do what was best for you, you know? Oh, I love that. I love that you said that. I mean, it's really, it's more empowering to do that because then if you're doing something that's uncomfortable, why do it? I mean, that's, that's part of what, what we love about modeling, right? Because we get empowered that way. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you, when you're comfortable and you feel like you can be yourself, you come across a lot more genuine and when you're genuine, especially in this industry, it, it always helps you push forward than trying to be something that you're not you know and that's another thing that like my agent instilled in me from the very beginning he was just like you know don't ever feel like you have to change yourself or force yourself to be something that you're not like if you want to do this over that then that's fine you know and anytime I felt like I was just kind of forced to go against something you know, I just, I left <laughs> and, I, and I went to, and I went somewhere else. <laughs> That's great. I love that you did that. So tell us about, I mean, I would love to hear like how you actually got started. Um, my story is definitely a, a funny one. Um, so being from Michigan, there's not really a huge market here for exposure when it comes to modeling and being able to at least be exposed to, you know, fashion capitals like New York and Paris and London and things. So I was actually in high school and (laughs) I was watching um, America's Next Top Model. And I was just like, I was like, mom, I want to do this. Like, I have to, like, I really think I can do this. Like, I was like, Tyra Banks, you know, I was just, in awe. I was like, oh my God, like I loved everything about it, just um, the creativity behind it and just working with different brands and just the art of, I just fell in love. 
And I went on Tyra Banks website, actually, because I was just, I just knew I was going to apply for America's Next Top Model. And when I tried to, it said I wasn't old enough to do it. So I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So I just ended up just like clicking around on her website and I saw an interview that she did with my mother agent about like what a scout looks for and everything like that. So I clicked on it and when I clicked on it, it was just like his website and his email was just right there. And I was like, you know what? Like, what do I have to lose? I'm just going to like shoot my shot. <laughs> I'm just going to like try and see what happens. And I sent in some pictures of me and my name and he responded right away. And he um, was basically just like, oh, you have like a slight resemblance to a model named Jordan Dunn. Are you familiar with her? And at the time, like I didn't know. And I looked her up and I was like, oh, I was like, OK, like I can see it. And um, he was just like, you know, at the time I had braces and everything. <laughs> and he was just like, you know, you have to get your braces off. My mom was saying I had to graduate high school first. So um, he just kind of like stayed in touch with me until I graduated and got my braces off. And after that, I went to New York with my mom and he did like test shoots with me and took me around to agencies for meetings and things like that and I got signed and then I came home for like I want to say like a couple of weeks and then he called me and he was just like hey um you're signed in Paris they want you to go there in two weeks and I was just like what like I had never even left the country before I was just like are you are you kidding me like two weeks and he was just like yeah and then he literally called me back an hour later and he was just like, you're signed with Storm Models in London. They want you there in two days. So you have to get ready. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just, I was like, what? <laughs> I, like, I honestly, I could not even believe it. Like me and my mom were freaking out and just like running around, like getting a suitcase and just packing and just preparing. And I was just like, you know, I'm really grateful that my mom trusted me enough to be able to go and do that because that was like a once in a lifetime thing. And I'm really grateful that, um, you know, I started with Storm and that they, they believed in me and, and gave me a chance. And that's kind of, that's kind of how I started. I went there and I met everyone at the agency. Everyone was really nice. I went on castings for like two days. My first day of castings was a train wreck because I was lost the whole time. <laughs> I was like three hours late. It was just, oh my God. But um, my first day of castings, I actually booked a Fred Perry campaign. So from there, it was just, it just kind of, um, it just kind of took off. And it's funny because I, I saw that um, my mom actually found it, that Tyra Banks actually had did an interview and she said that um, an episode of America's Next Top Model was inspired by a shoot that she saw me do from my Instagram. And she literally said like, oh, I saw this shoot from Tiara Young's Instagram and it gave me the idea to do this. And I was just like, it's so funny how everything came full circle because I was trying to start that way and I ended up influencing an entire shoot for America's Next Top Model with Tyra Banks. So I just like, I had to tell her, thank you. So I messaged her on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, like 
<laughs> I was like, you have no idea, like, what this even, like, you're the reason that I, I started this, you're the reason I found, you know, my agent, and she was just so kind, and, and so sweet, and nice, and, um, you know, just wished me the best, and said that she was proud of me, and I don't know, it's just, it's really funny how everything started out for me, but that's pretty much that's pretty much my story of how I like started. That is a, such an impressive story, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm like blown away. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> it was great. It's great. I mean, you must have been like, I, I don't know about you, but the first time I ever went, uh, traveled, I went to Spain and I was so scared getting off that plane. <laughs> I was by myself too. It was scary. Yeah, it was so scary. Like I just... I think it didn't really like soak in until I landed because I was just on the plane like, okay, like this, this is happening. Like, <laughs> like I'm really going there, you know, like I'm, I'm doing this modeling stuff. Like I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't know what to expect. And when I got there, I just, I fell in love with London immediately. It's just, even though the weather is a bit, you know. I know it's terrible, isn't it? It's always raining. <laughs> Is it's terrible, like the gloomiest place I've ever been. But the city is so much fun and it's such a beautiful city and I love the people. So like I will say that once I got there, my nerves kind of went away a little bit when I saw how welcoming everyone at the agency was. Like they were really, really, really welcoming and warm and just made me feel really safe. So that that definitely helped a lot. So can you make a list or just give us a list of some of the clients that you worked with? Because I was looking on your, t you know, TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just started trying to like share more about myself. You know, I always just really keep stuff to myself because I don't know. I just every time, even now doing this so long, I just I'm so grateful. You know, it just always feels like a dream for me. I still can't believe I do it. So I try not to be too like show offy or whatever the case is, but people are really curious these days. So I just show them, but, um, uh, it's been so many, like I, I did the Harper's Bazaar UK cover, the evening standard cover, um, stylist cover. I've worked with Nordstrom, Barney's, Neiman Marcus, May Maybelline. Um, I I'm re now in a cover girl global campaign right now. Wow, that's so impressive. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. That's really, that's really crazy too. Like, I don't know, this, I still can't believe it. <laughs> but um, I'm currently like in that and um, uh, Charlotte Tilbury's makeup campaign. I think I was actually the first uh, Black model to be the face of her campaign. So when I was in London, uh, there was like a big demand for more like diversity within her makeup line and when I met her um, it's funny because at the time I didn't understand like the magnitude of of how successful she is as a makeup artist and the casting was literally just like at her house she like asked me to come to her house and I, I met her and um she just like tried on some makeup on me. And then the next thing I know, Storm was just like, oh, you booked the campaign. And they were so excited. And I didn't really understand. I was like, oh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, this will be fun and everything. And 
it was a pleasure working with her as well. Like I know there's a misconception a lot of the times when it comes to big makeup artists with makeup brands, like, oh, they don't really do the makeup and they're not there, but she was there. She was very hands-on. She did my makeup for every look. She was great. And I think one of the things that is a plus for you, I'm just going to say your personality is so fabulous and you sound so sweet. So I'm sure that all the clients are like, let's, let's book her again. Thank you. That's, that's really nice. And I really appreciate, you know, it's just, I just try to like be myself at the end of the day. Cause I've tried to just, you know, be less, the industry can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? very hardcore you know very rough around the edges and I've had people like ask me like oh are you really like this or are you really this nice and I'm just like well I mean yeah <laughs> at least mo most people where I'm from especially you know I'm from the midwest I'm you know and I feel like a lot of the times people from the midwest we're just very like laid back like we're very chill you know, we're not super boastful, we're not super all over the place. So it's just nice to be around people that are more accepting of who I am. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here's the thing that people sometimes, I mean, they don't think that in modeling, you're actually working with different set of people every day. And if you're not nice, yeah, maybe you book this campaign once but you're not never going to be booked again for this client if you weren't nice and it's also a very small um world and people talk yeah I don't know for me it's like I also feel like it's just who you are I mean if you are not a nice person you can't really fake it <laughs> right no you can't another thing I wanted to say like going and kind of talk more about your TikTok. I just really love what you're doing and I like what you mentioned about not showing off, but I think that the impact, like you don't even understand the impact you're making by, you know, helping girls, um, educating them about the industry and the things you can do. I think it's very empowering and inspiring. And that's the beauty of social media. That's the beauty of creating content. Yes, thank you. Um, I agree. Like, I, I honestly, when it comes to TikTok, my um, agent was actually the one who's just like, you need to get on TikTok. Like, you need to do it. Like, he's always been, like, pushing for me with social media. Even when, like, I first messaged Tyra, like, my page was private. I had, like, no followers. Like, I was just always, I want to say I was afraid, but I don't know. I've always been like that, just like very to myself. And he was just like, you have to do this, like get on TikTok, just do it, you know, stop being shy. Like, how can you do photo shoots in front of people? And you don't want to, you know, post on the internet. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I don't think it was necessarily me being shy, but just being to myself. And I just kind of was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it and see where it goes. And I was just like, well, I'm a model. I can talk about this, you know, and I like to dance, I like beauty stuff. So I was just like, maybe I can just make videos about this stuff. I never thought that like anyone would really care or <laughs> like anyone would watch it or anything like that. Like, I think a few of my videos have like 2 million views. Like one, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I'm still kind of like a little uncomfortable with this. I'm like, whoa, I wasn't, 
hold on, I didn't know this many people <laughs> would like know I exist and everything. So I'm kind of like gradually building. At first, it kind of like threw me off a little bit and I kind of like stopped posting for a few months, but I was okay, maybe it'll like calm down a little bit, but it didn't. So I was just like, okay, I guess I'll just, you know, this is this is what I'm doing now. And it's just really nice to see, um, you know, people realizing that this dream that they have can come true and that there is a way for them to become a model if that's what they want, to get nice messages um, from girls and guys saying that, wow, I didn't know that there was a way that I could do it this way or that way. Thank you. And that just really makes me feel good about it. And that's something that kind of takes away that feeling of me shying away for, from it because I like helping people and I know how that feels. Like I know how it feels to be that person that really wants to do something and being a, and being from somewhere where it doesn't seem possible or being around people where it's just not the traditional thing to do. Like, especially like in Michigan, like it's really normal to just like go to school, go to like a big college, like Michigan state or, you know, something like that. And then, you know, get a job and just, it's very like a uniform lifestyle here. And I just want to show people like, no matter where you're from, you can, you can do whatever you put your mind to. When there's a will, there's literally a way, like literally. So. And you totally have shown that. So can you tell us a little bit of your struggles? Like what would be some of your struggles in the modeling industry? Is it the diversity? Has that been a struggle in the business or uh, just like being alone? I don't know about you, but being alone was pretty hard for me. Um, I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I kind of like the freedom of just like doing whatever. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> just like going around and meeting people. Like I liked that part. Um, I like that part. But I guess like, I guess one of my struggles would be uh, it's not really a struggle for me anymore, but I guess was just like finding my place to just, you know, be myself kind of like I was saying and not feeling like I have to be forced to like be in a certain direction and especially for like my body and my weight, like having to like try to force myself to like be a certain standard for one runway when I didn't really uh, feel like that was for me and that, that's a lot of pressure, you know. I feel like a lot of girls feel like they have to, you know, be a certain size and everything like that. And of course, with modeling, there are certain standards that come with it. But I always try to encourage girls, like, you know, if obtaining, like, a runway body is just absolutely, like, if you're killing yourself, if you have to work out two and three times a day, if you're not eating, uh, it's, it's not worth it. And you know, it can definitely affect your mental health. So I say, I would say at first for me, it was just building up a bit more like confidence within myself. I didn't realize that, um, I mean, it, it seems quite obvious, but I didn't realize to the extent how much you would be ridiculed literally by like things you can't change, like the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, why would, I mean, why do people say that ever? I mean, I remember people would be like, oh, your neck is so thick. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, what is that? Well, thanks. That's nice of you. 
Your eyes are too, I mean, I remember Eileen Ford was like, your eyes are too close together. I was like, okay, what can I do about that? Probably nothing. Right. It's like, okay, well, thanks. Like your forehead is huge. It's like, well, um, that's what makes you special. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. I like, like I have a new girl and she has like really big ears. I'm like, I love your ears. She goes, oh no, they're terrible. I'm like, no, they're great. They're fabulous. Come on. And, um, you know, I would say uh, to touch on what you said about the diversity as well. I feel like now it's, way more diverse industry is so much more diverse than is than it's ever been especially when I started because when I started I feel like there were only like a few token black girls you know especially like um that were already like in the game and supermodels and like when I when I came in I just remember like Jordan Dunn Chanel Iman Jordan Dunn Chanel Iman that's it and there was always like a lot of like um like comparisons and so even when I would be in London and I would go to castings and really big um, casting directors and there was one his name was Russell Marsh and he's so lovely very kind and really great but even he was just like oh you remind me of like a young Jordan young it was always just like you you comparing and I just never understood that and I've actually um, met Jordan a few times and hung out with her and she's really nice and she's so sweet and um you know we just discussed a few things but it's just it was just so interesting to me because I never saw that happen with like any other models like not with you know Spanish models white models um anything you know I can only speak on my own experience but that was just something that was a bit weird to me at first. It kind of reminded me of how like the industry was very like picky, even back in the day where it was just like Beverly Johnson, Tyra Banks. I was going to say, what about Beverly was my time. I know I just wrote her name down. It's so funny that we were talking. I'm like Beverly Johnson (laughs) and I met her in Los Angeles. So nice. Oh my God. She's a character. I would love to meet her. She's stunning. Icon her. Uh, iconic her career is just incredible but it was just kind of like that still it's like okay it can be like five of you and and that's it and I just I don't know that was just really strange to me and that was something I kind of had to like take in as well and just I wouldn't say it necessarily hurt my feelings but I did feel like it was a bit unfair so like now that the industry is changing so much and it's becoming so much more inclusive and diverse. I just think it's, it's so amazing. And, you know, especially girls that have the opportunity to come in and start now at the point of the industry is in it. It's, it's beautiful because I honestly, that makes me even more grateful for everything that I've done and I get because I know how it feels being when it, when it kind of like comes across as like there's some type of scarcity of jobs or something for us when I don't think it ever really was, if you know what I mean. So I would say like those were. And you kind of, you know, you can always, you paved the way. I mean, how great is that to say that, you know, you helped the industry by being you. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's a big thought to wrap my mind around. (laughs) I'm going to give you that big thought because I think that's true. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess in a way that is, that is pretty true. You know, it's even, um, 
like a lot of the opportunities that I got in London from the Charlotte Tilbury to the stylist cover and everything I was they just welcomed me so well there and um really really changed my career like right away and just really put me in a place where people kind of paid attention to me and you know I'm forever grateful for that I think like my only thing was standing in the way of myself because I was just perfectly fine with like not there's so many big fashion parties and and red carpet stuff that I just never went to because I was just like oh I just kind of want to go home I want to like watch a movie eat some popcorn (laughs) yeah like (laughs) order a pizza yeah like I just was always like that my agent would always be like like are you sure you don't want to go and I was just like uh, I don't really know anyone there like like I've just always been like that so you know within the last like year couple of years I've just been breaking out of that and just trying to do like my social media thing and you know people are gravitating towards it so I'm just going with it and see where it goes. That's beautiful. We're just so excited seeing you know how the industry is changing Another thing um, that's something I personally learned last year in 2020 when people started kind of opening up and bringing things like when a model come to, sh- to a shoot and there is a makeup artist or hairstylist that does not know how to work with curly hair or could not match foundation. Oh my God. I didn't even think about it. And now I know, and now I understand how frustrating that could be. Yeah, that's, okay, so I lied, I missed out on the struggle. That's, that's another struggle right there. Um, <laughs> oh my God, it's, it just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like the amount of shoots that I've been on, even honestly, kind of, even now where, um, I would be on set and it's like the makeup artist just cannot match my skin tone. And I would just, just be so just taken back. Like how, like how, you know, and it's like, you don't want to, it's like, if you overstep too much, it's like, they're so quick to call us like a diva or that we're difficult to work with. If we try to like tell them like, Hey, this is kind of like too light for my skin or this is too, you know, dark for my skin. And, it's just, I always, I never feel comfortable being on a shoot unless I have like my foundation with me just in case, like just in case I have to like tell them like, this is my color, you know, this is my shade of my skin. And um, it's like, they'll always have like either really, really light or like really, really, really dark. And I find that as far as like for my complexion, like I would say, I'm like, I'm not super light. I'm not super dark. I'm like brown. I'm like medium brown. And there's not a ton of medium brown models, I feel like, when it comes to black models. So I don't know if that's why, but it's that's just always really confusing. And the hair thing is just, oh my God, that's, I could, I have so many stories with that. And it's not even just like small jobs or test shoots. It's it's like big jobs that where you would think like, okay, they have like people on set that would definitely know how to do your hair, how to do your makeup. And that's not always, you know, the case, unfortunately. So I'm hoping that that 
continues to um, improve as well. It will. I hope so. <laughs> it will. <laughs> so if, what would you um, tell a new model that's just starting out? What would you, advice would you give them that wanted to be signed and started modeling? To start modeling. The advice that I would give them is to make sure first that mentally, like they know who they are, they know what they want, and they have a clear idea of the direction that they want to go within the industry. I feel like that's like the first big step, because if you just come in here and you're, you know, kind of on the weaker minded side or not really sure of who you are or not really sure of what you want people will tell you who you are and they will they will kind of push you in whatever direction they want you to go into and that can be a dangerous thing for someone especially for their mental emotional health so you should definitely know that first and then second just have realistic expectations I know especially with social media we we see the gorgeous Bella Hadid and the GGs and everyone. And every day they have like a new Vogue cover and models think that like they're going to start. And as soon as they sign the contract, it's like their first job is like Italian Vogue. And, you know, all this happens. But, you know, you have to be realistic. It takes time. Like some models right away, they get opportunities. Some I know um, uh, a friend of mine. She's been modeling for longer than me, like 10, 11 years. And it was only until like her ninth year modeling where she really took off and got like huge opportunities. You know, it's just, it's not a cookie cutter um, plan. And if you, you start in your first month or two of modeling, you don't get a cover of a magazine or you don't book anything. It's not the end of the world. You know, it takes time for some people. So. I would say just be confident in yourself and have realistic expectations. Like don't give up if something doesn't happen right away for you. Oh, I love it. I love that advice. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. And so, and I, you know, one of the things I always tell my models too, is like, do you have a story? Like, what is your, what is your thing that you love in life? I mean, I don't know. Have you found that like clients, really sort of want to know what you're all about when they book you? Definitely. 100%. Especially like now within castings, like a lot of the time, like they, they want to know about you. They want to know what you like. They want to have a feel of like your personality, you know? I mean, I'm sure every client is different, but from my experience, no one wants to be on set with someone for eight to 10 hours that doesn't talk or like, you know, has kind of a <laughs> boring dry personality or you know they also don't want to be on set all day long for these hours with someone that's really rude or difficult to work with and very demanding you know it definitely has to be a balance but um personality I feel like now especially more than ever it's it's so important you know these are not the times where you know and I have so much respect and I admire her so much, but this is not a time where you can just Naomi Campbell it out. Like she's, <laughs> that's a, that's a, you know, that's a very specific thing. She can do that, but just because she can, doesn't mean that you can, you know, you have to, you have to know your range and just, you know, I would say, of course, be yourself, but with anything, if there's something that you really want to do and there's, 
aspects that you can improve on, I definitely say that you should definitely improve on your people skills, your communication, and just your personality. Like, make sure you take direction well. You know, a lot of times photographers and stuff, they don't really, especially on these big jobs, they don't really have a lot of patience to give a lot of direction. When you put on the look and you get in front of the camera, they want to click. They don't want to have to tell you, okay, turn this way. Okay, do this, do that. Like, that's an easy way to just like, like I've seen models get sent home like on shoots, like because they, they couldn't take direction well. They couldn't deliver and time is money you know they have a, a limited amount of time in the day to get whatever images and shots for the products done so you have to take direction well and, and be professional right yeah you, oh definitely you have to be professional um it's a business you know modeling it definitely has its perks and I know a lot of people view it as just glitch and glam and just dressing up and makeup and stuff but it's definitely a business and if you approach it from more of like a business mind standpoint I think you'll definitely be successful and not even just successful but have longevity oh this was wonderful um one last question we have for you is like where people can find you um so my instagram is tiara young um (laughs) t-i-a-r-a with a period in the middle and my last name is young my tiktok is the same um right now i'm really focusing on my tiktok a bit more so you could follow me on tiktok or instagram and i'm also in the process of trying to get into youtube as well so um i have a youtube channel that i made it's just called tiara young and I'm still trying to figure out exactly which kind of content I'm going to put on there. I'm probably going to do like, I don't know, modeling stuff, beauty stuff, who knows, but that's pretty much where I'm at these days. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just can't thank you enough. I have so enjoyed, I mean, I want to talk to you longer, but I have to go fix dinner, but <laughs> for the family, but, but I mean, I have so enjoyed talking with you and you're just such a lovely, lovely woman. Thank you so much. No, thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. This has been a great experience, you know, my my first podcast as well. And um, yeah, I loved it. We're so lucky. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. For more episodes, as well as our online modeling workshop, visit modelsecrets.com online. See you next week.